Hi, Courtney. Hi, Kevin. How's it going? Good. We're going to start a podcast. Let's do it. How do you feel about that? I'm excited. You're excited? I'm very excited. Okay. Have you happened to think of any names for this podcast that we could perhaps call it? After a month-long <laughs> text exchange yeah. about names? Yeah. I think, I think we think... came up with probably 20 or 25 different choices. Most of them were poor choices. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but we landed on Plantiful Kitchen. We did. Hi, welcome to Plantiful Kitchen. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to our podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Courtney. And we're going to talk on this podcast about uh, vegan cooking, mm -hmm. plant-based cooking. Yeah. Because vegan is a turnoff for a lot of people. It has a bad stigma associated with it. Yeah. I think it has a stigma that it's not going to taste good. Yeah. Or it tastes bad because of the, the judgment and moral yeah. superiority. <laughs> yeah. just gives it kind of a bitter flavor. See, I think the moral superiority that I feel at all times is what makes my food taste delicious. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but you're producing it, you know? It's true. Like you're tasting your own production. <laughs> <laughs> I've always heard that. <laughs> uh, in this podcast, Kevin will be representing more of the uh, ethical vegan angle, and I'll be representing more of the vegan for your your health future angle. Uh, so hopefully there's uh, something here for everybody. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the health aspects mm. of vegan cooking and the ethical aspects of it. We're going to talk about tips and tricks to cook vegan food better and hopefully yeah. all food better yeah that's yeah, true this right. is applicable for all cooking yeah right I would because assume. even if you are not vegan or not vegetarian you probably still eat vegetables at some point ideally ideally <laughs> one would, <laughs> we would hope so courtney how did we meet how did we meet um let's see there was a mixer for grad school do you remember that the, like second year grad students took right. out the nervous first year grad students. That's right. Yeah. So Courtney and I went to NYU together, and we got our masters at NYU in vocal performance uh -huh. and vocal pedagogy. Yeah. And um, I do remember that mixer. Yeah. No. That was uncomfortable <laughs> for me. Yeah. Me too. I felt awkward through that whole thing. But because, you know, because we went to school for that, uh, hopefully can, people can ascertain that we are not professional chefs right. by any means. No, not at all. Um, We're not professional really at anything. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the beauty of this. Have you taken, like, cooking classes? Uh, yes. Well, no. Okay. Not, not like from a cooking school, but I've taken right. like here or there cooking class. Sure. Okay. I went to uh, Blossom Bakery. I went oh, to a cooking did? class at Blossom Bakery, which was fun, hmm. which is a vegan bakery in, in the city. And I went to a vegan cheese class, which was wild. Lovely. I'll have to tell you about it some I other do, time. I do. I want to hear about this that. This woman claimed that fermented foods could cure asthma and cancer. Wow. And, uh, so she ate a lot of sauerkraut that she made. I bet she smelled really good. <laughs> I didn't get close enough to her to find out. But <laughs> Probably I learned, smart. learned a couple of good things from that. But other than that, no, I just learned how to cook just cooking with my mom when I was a kid. Okay, you cooked with your mom? Yeah. What kind of food did your mom cook? My first memory of cooking with my mom was uh, 
pinching pie crusts. She would be making pie, and I would sit on the countertop and pinch the pie crusts with my fingers. That's adorable. Um, yeah, it was pretty cute. And so my mom uh, cooks pretty basic Midwestern food, but delicious mm-hmm. food. Because like, you're from... Well, I'm from Florida, but okay. lived in Kansas for a long time. Right, okay. Um, so even in Florida, she cooked Midwestern food. <laughs> gotta represent yeah we like casseroles and chicken breasts and you like stroganoff that's a thing yeah how did you learn how to cook uh i learned how to cook out of necessity because my mom uh really didn't cook much and she clearly didn't enjoy it and the food that she would cook was just like there were some good things but usually it was it was so bad like for example one time she branched out of her normal recipe mom i hope you never listen to this um (laughs) i don't think mine will so okay good good. (laughs) let's just not tell them that we're doing this um but she made stuffed bell peppers one time it was like something she heard about and anyway the way she made them was she cooked ground beef with taco seasoning and then cut off the top of a red bell pepper filled it up put those on the table with ranch dressing (laughs) (laughs) it was so crunchy in such a bad way just Uh, a raw bell pepper yeah with taco meat inside yeah and ranch and ranch yeah so i can get down with the ranch dressing yeah but like the the combination of taco meat and red raw red bell pepper it was bad uh so anyway my cut them in half horizontally or vertically from the top from the top so like yeah okay like she cut the top off so it was like a cup like a full cup rather than a long a long cup (laughs) Either way, it's bad, <laughs> but this way in particular. Think about that. That's like a whole cup of ground beef, yeah. probably. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, so, yeah, we didn't really eat good, like, delicious food, and we didn't eat a lot of uh, fresh produce either. Like, her, the way she would serve salad was uh, just romaine lettuce that um, was still in the salad spinner. Oh, okay. And then uh, ranch dressing well, romaine, in a bottle. At least it's better than iceberg lettuce. That's true. Uh, there are ways we could get worse, I guess. <laughs> There's always down. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I learned to cook because I wanted to eat better food. What was your first indication that the food that you had grown up eating was not maybe the peak of culinary excellence? Mm, well, I went to college in a like a more uh, liberal arts town, still in Montana, Missoula. in Missoula. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Missoula has a lot of really good for Montana. They've got a, a larger selection of like international foods and uh my friends unlike my parents like wanted to go out to these asian restaurants and sushi restaurants and i guess that's the same thing do they call them oriental restaurants in montana oh you know what (laughs) i've had that happen with my in-laws one time Um, but uh no wait i shouldn't talk (laughs) living in kansas yeah yeah let's not throw stones in glass houses (laughs) um yeah, but I think it was in college when I, like, tried sushi for the first time. I was like, oh, there's a whole world of food yeah. that I want to experience. You just teach yourself, I guess. So uh, when did you become vegan? 
So I, this, uh, it was kind of a, a slow transition and then an overnight change. I watched Cowspiracy on Netflix. Have, have you seen I Cowspiracy? Have not seen it. No. It's really good. Um, and I, I woke up to the environmental threat that is climate change, or I guess a threat to everything existed. I, talked to Dan and I was like, hey, let's quit uh, eating meat so much. And we had come from a very standard American diet of eating meat twice a day and then yogurt for breakfast, like just animal products at every meal. So after watching that documentary, I was like, let's care about the planet through our purchasing choices. And we stopped buying meat uh, at the grocery store. We would just eat it when we like went out for dinner or if we were at someone's house and they were cooking for us. Uh, so we did that for a couple of years and then um, I watched Forks Over Knives for the third time. And uh, this was after my, uh, Dan's dad had a cancer diagnosis and I was like, I don't wanna end up like our parents. I'm worried that we're going to face the same health crises that they have faced. So we just did like a 10 day whole food plant-based no oil vegan experiment and for those of you who don't know that means no animal products and focusing your diet around um, plants in their least processed state so whole grain pasta over white pasta and um, if you want a vegan cheese like you make it yourself out of cashews and a little lemon juice uh, anyway we did that for 10 days and it was great we felt really really good so we stuck with it. We've been vegan since then. What about you, Kevin? How, uh, how, I want to know how long that whole process took for, for you from the start to the end. Of going vegan or? Yeah, from like uh, when you decided to stop buying meat to the time that it took you to mm. completely. I think it was between one and a half and two years okay. that we so were. So it was like a gradual process. I Well, yeah, it was like change happened and we stopped buying meat right and then another change happened and we went a whole food plant-based yeah but that whole two-year period was super helpful because we had to like redefine what meals are right because you don't meat. like you don't know no i think that's one of the things that makes it really hard for people who have no experience and maybe something that we can help with this podcast yeah like if they don't have a turkey sandwich for lunch, it's like, what do I eat for lunch? What else do you put like, in a sandwich? What do you do? Like, yeah. how do you have a meal without any sort of meat right. in it? Which is just a totally foreign thing to mm -hmm. a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because our meals were always like chicken and a side of vegetables. Always, maybe some rice. Always maybe. a meat. Always a meat. Yeah. yeah. The protein, in air right. quotes. Right. Yeah. Protein, that's a whole... I watched half of Game Changers... So, oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I'm pretty much an expert now. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's something that I would definitely want to do more research on before I actually talk about it. But it seems like protein, the idea of protein is a big... I mean, obviously, protein is a real thing that exists. Mm -hmm. But the idea that we need so much of it and it has to come from meat yeah. is a big misconception mm -hmm. in our culture. A good book, if you want to learn or do more research, is... Um, Proteinaholic by Dr. Garth Davis. He uh, kind of throughout the book looks into America's obsession with protein and um, 
how mo- protein became a marketing point. Like mm-hmm. if, if people want to sell an item, they just put high protein on it and right. people are like, oh, it's healthy. High protein Oreos. Right. They're good right. for me. Well, they do that. <laughs> I mean, look at um, like protein bars in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. They're just candy bars. They with are. Extra protein added to them. There are candy bars that don't taste as good. No, they're, ter- they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they have that terrible like dusty protein yeah, it's powder mealy. flavor yeah just eat a candy bar if you want yeah right yeah yeah so uh when did you go vegan um because so you were vegetarian i was vegetarian first, first mm-hmm. yeah which happened a couple a couple years ago i think uh-huh. and it happened because i was watching this show with my husband will called frontier house and it's a pbs reality show from 2001 i love how many reality TV shows <laughs> you guys But only like watch. specific. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. have a very g- good taste when it comes to reality <laughs> so, television. 2001 was uh-huh. like the heyday of reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. It was like the real world and world rules days. And <laughs> so everyone was trying to hop on the reality show bandwagon. I had just graduated from college in 2001. Okay. So mm-hmm. do the math in your head. And no, high school, not college. High school. Just graduated from high school. So I'm not as old as I just <laughs> And um, on this reality show on PBS, they get these families to go live out in the prairie and plains of Montana during the spring and summer, Mm -hmm. like frontier people would have. And their task is to, like, prepare for the winter. And so by the time winter starts to come, which is, like, super early up in that part of the plains of Montana... Mm -hmm. um, they have this expert come in and they determine whether or not this family would have lived through the winter or not. Uh, But so this family had one of the families that was doing it had a bunch of chickens and um, they decided that they needed to kill one of the chickens and eat it. And um, this little boy had made friends with all of the chickens and he had given them names. And uh, so they took his friend away from him and killed it and they ate it and this poor boy like had a complete emotional breakdown it was as if you had taken his, his dog puppy yeah. away from him and killed it and then tried to make him eat it did he eat it no he didn't eat it oh, he wouldn't eat it he was like seven or eight years old yeah so like old enough to like know what's going on but still young enough to like really care mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that, i don't know if that makes sense but um so i got really mad because i was like they, they didn't need to kill that chicken and this is a pbs reality show and and no one's gonna die and they're just doing it for entertainment purposes mm. and then i was like oh uh i don't need to eat meat mm-hmm. and it's kind of just entertainment for me to eat meat because it tastes good mm-hmm. i don't deny that and so i stopped eating meat at that point hmm. and so then i was vegetarian uh for i don't know maybe maybe another year after that maybe six months after that and then i went vegan after i saw a video of the dairy factory for the coca-cola yeah um dairy farms yeah. that goes into all of the like smoothies and all of the mm. coca-cola products it's 
pretty horrific. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I just don't want to participate. Yeah. Participate in that. Yeah. At all. Mm. So the, the transition was easy, easier for me because I, my husband, Will, has been vegan for almost 20 years now. So he's was vegan before it was really easy and before yeah. there were all of these cool, like, products, products mm -hmm. to eat. And so I already knew, like, how to do it and yeah. how to cook food that tasted good. So the transition was pretty, pretty seamless. Mm -hmm. So... How, 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 you were married for what, two years before you went vegetarian? Yeah. About so, two years? Yeah, we were together for five years probably. Before that. Before that. So what was that like? It was fine. Like I, um, we would always go to places that would have options for both of us or mm. like eating out or we would eat out separately, which is less, less fun. Um, and then I mostly because I like to cook, I would cook vegan food for both of us rather yeah. than cook two meals because right. that's dumb. Yeah. But then I would still, like I kept lunch meat in the house mm -hmm. or I would have a steak that I would cook for myself on a special occasion. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was never an, an issue He didn't at all. act grossed mm -mm. out or mm -mm. like judgy. He didn't get judgmental about it. Mm -mm. That's impressive because I feel like if I was in Will's shoes, I would be like, you cannot bring raw meat into my home. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I think Will's been vegan long enough to realize that um, he's not going to really change anyone else's mind. Yeah. Like someone has to change their own mm -hmm. their own mind. And and being annoying and to someone is not the way effective. to help them yeah i don't think it's effective yeah and he was never annoying about it and was never a burden and also that really limits your dating pool if you i'm sure <laughs> you'll only date other vegans yeah yeah what we want to make very clear is we did not grow up vegan vegetarian or anything close to that and uh neither of us are like professional chefs yeah you know yeah and I don't think, um, I mean, I would, I would love if everyone decided to go vegan immediately, mm -hmm. but I know that's not realistic. Right. And so I think what I would like to do with this podcast is to help people who are maybe wanting to do it. I think there's been a lot of news coverage about like the amazon being deforested because of beef production right. and all of the health benefits of a vegan diet mm -hmm. but then people don't know people how like to us implement that don't know how to even start yeah so maybe if, if like we can give you one recipe that you make that's one meal a week that you mm -hmm. don't eat meat mm -hmm. or don't eat dairy or like one tip or one trick to sort of help you figure out i think that would be cool yeah yeah, I think so too. And I, I agree. Like the hardest part is just figuring out how to take that inspiration you feel and then and then actually change your habits right. or a habit right. that you have. And not feel like you're never going to eat delicious food ever again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, because I know you hate the food that you eat. <laughs> and I usually hate mine too. But, you know, we stick with it for the animals and the earth. Oh, God, Dang that would it. be terrible. Right? Oh, that would be awful. So we've talked about my 600-pound life before. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't, we don't have to go into detail... 
<laughs> but I known that so <laughs> it all comes around. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> it all comes back. So they take these people that have have had really unhealthy diets for their entire lives and tell them that they have to change, and then they start eating these like disgusting boiled chicken breasts and like canned green and beans steamed and like broccoli and like salad out of a bag. Yeah. With, it's just like the grossest, grossest <laughs> food, and they, you could, I don't know, I would never want to live my life eating food like that. Yeah. And it's the same thing with going vegan. Yeah. I think it's just this overwhelming change that you think you should make, you feel like you should make, or maybe you want to make, but then no one wants to eat gross food for their no. whole life. So you talked about whole food, plant-based veganism, uh-huh. and you defined that a little bit. Should we define like what we mean when we talk about veganism that's a good idea yeah i think in i mean obviously both of us our are ethical vegans in that we don't purchase anything that comes from an animal um be it mascara or shoes or mascara comes from animals well, yeah, you can, uh, some of them have, like, weird, like, whale blubber. Some makeup has, like, whale blubber or, Whoa. like, bat guano. It's weird. Makeup is a whole other thing. Whoa. But we're not oh, going to yeah. talk about that okay. here. <laughs> we're just going to be talking about food, which is why we're kind of using the language of a plant-based diet, um, because we're not touching on the other pieces of a vegan lifestyle, just that's the very, food. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. So no meat. Oh, no. yeah, we should probably be that specific. <laughs> because I've, huh? I've, I've had people ask me before, like, what are eggs vegan? Yes, or they'll think, like, vegan also means gluten-free right. for some reason. So no no meat, no animal flesh. Yes. Uh, no dairy, mm-hmm. which is milk right. of any animal. Mm-hmm. No uh, cheese, which comes from milk, mm-hmm. I guess. No eggs. No, no eggs. Uh, what else am I forgetting? I mean, fish. Some fish, people don't yes. think fish is meat, That's true. or they don't consider fish to be meat. Uh, but we don't eat fish, right? Uh, or honey. No honey, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that sounds like a short list, but it's a <laughs> it's a big list. But it still leaves all grains, yeah. all legumes and nuts and seeds and vegetables and yeah. fruits. Like it's just if it came so from an animal, right? Right, if an animal was involved in the process of producing Mm. it. Well, we're excited to have all of you out there join us. So far, it's just not our moms. Definitely not. And maybe maybe no one else. I bet I can make my husband listen to it. Yeah, mine too. Okay, we have... Hey, Dan and Will. We're excited to... (laughs) Dan and Will, we're so excited (laughs) for you to join us on this journey. (laughs) (laughs) So, welcome to Plantiful Kitchen. And we hope you enjoy some delicious plant-based foods. We know you will. Now let's go eat some plants. Let's eat some plants. Secret Weapon Production.